You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to The Ride In DFS and betting podcast for the Farmers Insurance Open. Torrey Pines, North Course, South Course. The American Express is behind us. We had some runners into the weekend. Um, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. John Rahm's on an incredible run, just tearing it up. Um, I thought at some point uh, early Saturday that maybe JT Poston or Tom Kim could land it for us. They ended up not coming through, obviously. I mean, it's just a shame that Joel Damon wasn't able to tee it up because he was going to, he would have probably shot, I was having this conversation on Twitter, he probably would have shot 38 or 40 under and won by uh, about 13 or 14 strokes. But he he, he withdrew, uh, and it's just a shame because we were all over that. Okay, let's talk about Torrey Pines. Let's talk about the modeling. Um, my article that you used to read on Fantasy Points will now be on BetSperts, golf.com. You know, 4 for 4 family, uh, BetSperts bought 4 for 4 so naturally, uh, since I am and have been a 4 for 4 contributor for probably seven years, it was only natural that that is where my, my modeling article landed. Um, happy to be with BetSperts, you know, bunch of really smart guys over there that contribute. I will try and get a promo code. I know some of you guys, obviously, you're not going to be uh, subscribing to Fantasy Points Golf because that is no longer, but I will try to get a a promo code for you guys for BetSperts um, just so that you can get the, the full encompass, encompassing article, modeling, stats, that type of stuff. And I'll give that to you either on Twitter or the next podcast. My first article I don't think is going to be until either this week or next. So you're not missing much in terms of my article. But um, yeah, so I'll try to get a promo code for a percentage off and and let you guys know exactly what that is. Obviously, you can search around. There are some uh, golf DFS, golf aficionado type guys that really give a good in-depth preview of the course. I am personally just looking at statistics from previous tournaments played at Torrey Pines, who at the top of the leaderboard did what to win those tournaments or come in top five, come in top 10. It's purely um, statistically based, even though a course may look like, you know, wedges might be a, a factor if the stats don't back that up. I personally don't put my own anecdotal spin on the model. Uh, it's it's pretty darn close to exactly what stats pop in previous tournaments. Um, and you guys know that I do, if you're new to the podcast, one of the things I do is I make sure that recency is weighted, right? So, you know, eight rounds, 12 rounds, 
24 rounds is weighted a bit more than 36 rounds, 50 rounds, 100 rounds, right? You don't want a guy to pop in the model because he played, he was, he hit his 200 plus uh, approach shots well three years ago, right? So even though that is a tad in the model, right, um, from 50 to 100 rounds, it is somewhat insignificant and it just, as the rounds get more recent, they get weighted a little bit more. And I think it goes, it separates the model that we talk about on the ride in a bit from everybody else's because it's not just one time frame. It's not just one bucket. It is all pretty much all encompassing. Some of the things that we looked at in terms of stats, um, I think one of the most important things is going to be long irons. Like I just mentioned, Torrey Pines is a very, very long course. You are going to see a massive amount of approach shot approach shots 175 to 200 and 200 plus all right Torrey Pines South in particular right there's two courses they'll play north and south Thursday Friday or or Friday Thursday depending on their draw and then they'll play the south for the weekend you're not going to see it's not going to no one's going to win this course at 30 under right some guys have approached 20 in the past but I think you know 12 to 15 will probably be unless John Rahm is absolutely on another planet like he has been in his last two starts. But in general, Torrey Pines is, you know, you're going to need to hit the ball far off the tee and with your long irons. Um, it's just extremely advantageous. The, green, and the greens aren't easy to hit. So I definitely looked at greens gained, greens and regulation gained, uh, and on difficult courses, that's in the model. Um, strokes gain around the green is in the model. It's not one that I often put, but when you have a tough course like this where guys aren't, the greens and reg percentage is down, I want guys that are going to be able to get up and down. Even if they're hitting a bunch of greens, I want them when they don't hit the green to be able to get up and down. Putting um, isn't a huge factor in this particular model. I did look at three putt avoidance. One of the things that popped was guys that uh, ended up finishing high at Torrey avoided three putts more so than any other tournament or more so than other tournaments on tour, right? Obviously, guys that finish well are going to avoid three putting. But at this tournament, it popped a little bit more than normal. So did sand saves. So those two things are in there just a tad. Um, And and there's some other stuff. Uh, Good drive gained. I do want them to um, not hit the ball off the reservation, off the tee. It's not a course like Detroit Golf Club where you could just bomb it anywhere. Um, So that's what we're looking at. Baked it all in. Here's what we got. Number one is Xander. Uh, It's unfortunate that he's like 12 to 1 in most places this week, because I would have loved to bet him at like 16 or 18. I'm going to sit on it for a little bit, because a lot of times those guys that are at the top of the board come back a little bit. I do like Xander. I love Sung J.M., and I love, I love Will Zellator. So those are my three favorite guys uh, at the top there. And I guess you could throw Max Homa in there, too, who is fourth. I have bet Max Homa. He came out on points bet at 30 to 1. I immediately hit that, because I knew he's not going to be there for long. Um... Homa is the only guy that I have bet as of this recording. Number five is John Rahm. 
Um, I think it's kind of smart. I mean, I wouldn't say smart, but it is definitely advantageous. You definitely have a lot of leverage if you don't play Rom in some lineups this week because he will probably be a lot of the first clicks. Some guys just think it's inevitable that Rom dominates at this course. It probably is, but if for some reason, you know, he comes third and, you know, Wills Alatoris and Max Homa are one and two, you're not going to be able to fit John Rahm in that lineup, right? You, you're you probably going to need Zalatoris and Homa, and John Rahm, even though he came in third, isn't going to get it done. Keegan is six. Alex Smalley is seventh. Luke List is eighth. Tony Finau is ninth. Wyndham Clark is 10. Will Gordon is 11. Colin Morikawa is 12th. Let's look at some of these stats individually. Um, one of the main things that I said is that 200 plus irons, a ton of shots, including a lot of the par threes, come from this 200 plus range. Who are the players that have been striping their long irons from 200 plus? Um, Garrett Higo. He doesn't rate out especially well in the model overall. Um, doesn't play difficult courses well. Doesn't hit greens in regulation on difficult courses uh, very well. Is not a great driver of the golf ball, but he hits the ball long off the tee, and he is first in this range. So if you want to just take that angle that he is just going to, he's only 7,200 on DraftKings, that, that he is just going to be on fire from that range and be sticking a lot of those long approaches close, be my guest. Alex Smalley, I really like on DraftKings, probably as a first-round leader uh, if he is on the north course for me on Thursday. Just rates out really well. Seventh overall in the model, you know, second from 200-plus. He, he hits the ball far. He's 30th in driving distance over his last 24 rounds. He's number one in gaining greens and regulation on the field on difficult courses. He's 16th overall in... Strokes gain total on difficult courses. I really, really like Alex Smalley. Will Z is third. Max Homa is fourth. Wyndham Clark pops a good bit here. He's top 10 in the model. He is third. He's tied with, he's actually tied with Zalatoris and Homa for third in this 200 plus range. Sahith Zagala, Gary Woodland. We know Gary Woodland is really good from 200 plus. That's why he's actually. That's why he pops a lot on uh, courses with long par threes often. He's good from that 200-plus range. Cole Hammer is eighth. John Rahm is ninth. Ryan Armour is tenth. Hayden Buckley is 11th. Will Gordon is 12th. What about the guys that... Now, so I want, I want guys that are hitting the ball far. Driving distance is a very... Correlative stat. I, I'm not. I wasn't gonna say predictive, but no, we'll say correlative stat with the leaderboards in the past. And who we have here is Trey Mullinex. Here's some of the guys that are good at driving, but also rank up there at least top 50 in good drives gained, which is also important, right? We don't just want them hitting it off the reservation. Will Gordon. Uh, Luke List, John Rahm, Cam Champ, Wyndham Clark, Callum Taron. Callum Taron actually rates out top 20 in this model overall. I was interested to see that. 
And Will Zalatoris is pretty much there too. He's just outside of that 50 range, so I would consider him pretty solid as well. Who gains greens in regulation at these tough courses? Alex Smalley, Adam Shank, Xander Shoffley, Brendan Steele. Steele's 13th in the model. He's right outside of that range. Sung J M is fourth. Will Gordon is sixth. Rahm and Vino are tied for seventh. Cam Percy is nine. Cam Champ is ten. Will Zal, excuse me, Will Zal Torres is twelve. All right, Miss Danny Lee. Danny Lee's eleventh. So there, I really have a simple model for this week. Um, you know, oftentimes there's a bunch of different moving parts. There's a bunch of different. Um, approach distances there is uh you know whole yardages there are there's just way sometimes too many things here i want you to do a few things hit hit your driver long be solid from 200 plus um have a manageable around the green game uh preferably rank somewhat decently in three putt avoidance and then also rank pretty solidly in greens and regulations gained on difficult courses. Let's go through the DraftKings salary. I'll tell you who I like in every range. So above 9K, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, uh, about 9 or 10 guys. My favorite player in this range is Xander Shoffley. I also like Max Homa and Will Zalatoris. Obviously, John Rahm is going to be popular. He's probably, you know, he's the odds-on favorite by a long shot uh, to win this tournament. But I think it's actually smart this week to be underweight on John Rahm. That could come back to absolutely crush me. You know, he could win this tournament by five strokes, which is well within the realm of possibilities. And then my lineups are toast. I'd probably say I'm putting him in maybe 20% of lineups this week. Tony Finau has had success here at Torrey. He pops. Um, you know, he's a an incredible driver of the ball. Um, he's seventh in greens and regulation gained on difficult courses. I think I like Xander, Z, Homa, and M the best from this range. I think Sung J.M. is going to go way overlooked. Now, he finished second in this model. He is 11th off the tee, 13th in approach, 14th around the green, and 8th in putting over the last 24 rounds on difficult courses. That's just straight up the the regular strokes gain off the tee approach around the green and putting. Those are the four main stack categories that everything else branches off from, basically. He is uh, he's up there in the 200-plus proximity he's up there in good drives gained, he's fourth in greens and regulation gained, and he's fifth overall on tough courses. I think that Sungjae is a really, really good play this week in terms of, you know, how much he's going to be owned. Um, The guys that I'm going to be avoiding this week are from that 9K plus range, Taylor Montgomery and Justin Thomas. So I pretty much wouldn't mind rostering anybody else i'm going to be fading jt he's got like that wedding narrative who knows if he, you know his mind might 
here's the thing. Some guys handle these things different. Maybe he'll come loose with all the with all the wedding swagger in the world and dominate. I think that it's it's kind of a distraction. I don't like JT a ton this week. And also Taylor Montgomery just doesn't have I think at this course with the amount of top players that are here and the difficulty of it, he's not going to be able to putt his way to the top of the leaderboard, which is kind of what he's done um, over the past few tournaments. So taking a step back on Taylor Montgomery there. In the 8K range, I don't love too many guys. So he got, so we were on Jason Day last week. He popped in the model, which was absolutely surprising to me. I couldn't believe that he was sixth in the model, but he ended up proving the stats right there. I do like Day a little bit. He's If he's going to be popular, though, forget about it. I know he's had success at Tory. I don't really care. Um, if he was going to be like 6% owned, I'd be all over him, but I think he's going to be popular, and he's almost 9K. So Sahith is really good from with his long irons. I like Sahith um, as a low-owned dart in that mid-range. JJ Spawn is really interesting. Um, he's been playing really well, finishing really well. He is, let's see here, if we sort by 200-plus approach shots what we get. Now, I know the one knock on, and of course this is going to take forever to load now that I'm doing it live, uh, the one knock on, on Spawn is that he doesn't play tough course as well. He's kind of like a a guy that pops when um, there's easy to hit greens, etc. So let's see. Uh, yeah, not really. Um, so he does, the one thing that J.J. Spawn does is he is, he gains greens and regulation on the field. Um, so I like Spawn, Spawn's 14th in the model. Um, and it's because of his driving, his greens and regulations gained. And he's just kind of like mid across the board, right? So he's playing well. At 8,500, it's not... Uh, It's not like he's cheap, though. All right, let's let's sort it back by price again, and we will call out some of the better plays at the bottom of that 8K range, top of that 7K range. I really like Adam Hadwin this week. Um, he is one of the players that is improving. Um, so is J.J. Spawn, too, actually. J.J. Spawn is a guy that is is kind of rising as the rounds get closer he looks better and better, so that's why I like Spawn and Hadwin from that range. Um, Hayden Buckley is there, too. He's another guy that's been getting better as the rounds shrink down to the most recent. He's really good off the tee, Buckley. He has that weird hitch in his backswing where he like kind of just lifts the club a foot straight up in the air before he takes it back, almost like Matt Kuchar, but just wildly, wildly more pronounced. Uh, but he's been playing well. 10th in greens and regulation gain, 9th in good drives. Um, and he's been putting pretty well too. So not that that's extremely important here, but 
it's nice to see that he's rolling the rock. Uh, Wyndham Clark, he's obviously a really good driver of the ball, and he has 15th in the 200-plus range. So I like Wyndham Clark at 7,900. We mentioned Alex Smalley. Um, Harris English hasn't been playing great, but he did come in third here at the U.S. Open uh, when the U.S. Open was played at Torrey in 2021. Interesting look there, but don't love him. Kirk Kitayama. You're going to see a lot of people on Kirk Kitayama, which makes me think that he's like an okay like dart throw at like 110 to 1 or whatever he is, uh, or maybe a first-round leader. I like him as a first-round leader if he's on the north course. I think he's just going to be too owned on DraftKings. I, I think I saw like a million tweets, and he does pop, right? He's a, he's a very good uh, – he hits the ball far. He's pretty solid from 200-plus. He is, uh, you know, if he misses the green, he's sixth in, in uh, around the green play. So I could see him finishing fairly well. I just think he's too owned for DraftKings. Will Gordon pops in the model. Uh, another guy that is a good driver of the ball. Ben Griffin. Ben Griffin is someone that I bet last week he did not play well. But he's sixth in approach, 10th in current form, fourth overall. Uh, if you don't, if you take out difficulty and just look at the stats stripped down, he's fourth overall in this model. Pretty solid from 200 plus. Uh, I mean, I think Ben Griffin's a nice play. At 7,300. Let's keep shuffling down here. Uh, in that low 7K range, Ben Taylor really pops in this model. Let's see why. Greens in regulation gained. Uh, good driver of the ball. Just in general, good form, Ben Taylor. Matthew Neesmith does not hit the ball far, so I'm not sure why he is rated out so highly. I guess it's everything else. Um, you know, he's someone who, he rates out well from 200 plus, so he, you could, you know, be a little bit shorter, but then also just be so dialed with your long irons that it doesn't matter. And now the absolute bombs... These are like, like I mentioned, Callum Terran. These are like just DraftKings play, first-round leader plays, top 40 prayers. Callum Terran, I like. Uh, also rating out decently well is... Not so many people down here. James Hahn. I don't know why, but James Hahn's been popping uh, recently. He's fourth in approach in his last 24 rounds. Let me see. Uh, yeah, and that's... I mean... I guess, if you want to take a shot on James Hahn. Uh, that's about it. Eric Barnes. Because he's a, he's a, he hits the ball far. If we want to look at just who plays difficult courses well and also rates out well in this model overall, that's like a good crossover, right? Rates out well in the model and plays difficult courses. 
better than their opponents. We have Zalatoris, Finau, Sungjae, Homa, Adam Hadwin, Callum Taran, uh, Morikawa, Xander, you know, guys that you would expect. How about guys that hit the 200-plus iron shot well on difficult courses? Sahith, Smalley, Brendan Steele, Lingmurth, Homa, Rom, Woodland, Zalatoris, Xander. So there's some names that you keep hearing here. Um, I think we, we touched on enough guys that you can create a player pool um, for sure. But my favorites... Arzander, Sungjae, Wilsey, Homa. Alex Smalley, Wyndham Clark. Um, I like Brendan Steele in that 7,300 range. Emiliano uh, Grio, I don't think I mentioned him, but I do like him as well. Callum Taran. Probably go back to Davis Thompson. Adam Hadwin. Ben Taylor, Ben Griffin. Those are the guys that really stuck out to me. But overall, you know, we went through each salary range and said which ones were our favorites. Um, I've only bet Max home at 30 to 1 so far. I, I'm toying with just taking one more guy, you know, maybe like a Xander or a Morikawa or a Will Z and, and just going, you know, two guys under 30 and then maybe taking a bomb on someone like Smalley. Or something like that. If you notice, my cards have shrunk over the years to, you know, just three or four guys. And there's a huge reason for that. The first thing is you don't have to hit as often. Um, you know, when you're betting seven, eight, nine, ten guys, you have to hit like every month for you to just maintain your bankroll for the most part. Um, when you're betting two, three, four, you don't have to hit nearly that often. Usually it's like eight to nine tournaments uh, for me. And then I'm covered. Usually every outright covers eight to nine tournaments, I should say. So over the course of the year, you have to hit like four or five guys. And then you're solid for the entire year. So that is basically why I have been shrinking the card. And the second reason is anytime that I would hit an outright, I would look back and it would be one of the first two, three or four guys that I would bet anyway. Adding those extra you know, adding that fourth, that fifth, sixth, even seventh or eighth, some cards that I would put out, this is eight, 10 years ago when I was betting offshore and stuff. Like I would have like eight guys on my card and it would, it just wouldn't make any sense. Cause almost every time when I hit, it was one of those first two, three or four guys that I would have bet that I liked that popped. So I basically have shrunk it down to it no more than five, but usually three or four, sometimes even two. Um, that's the way I'm rolling with it this year. We've had success with it in the past. But good luck at your Farmers, DraftKings lineups, and bets. My full card will be out probably Tuesday night. Don't forget this tournament starts on Wednesday morning. See you guys.